Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. And I thank you, God, for Lord, for just being there with us and caring for us, dear God, and taking and uh, watching over each and every one of us, dear God. Now, and Lord, I pray now, God, that you would just use me, Lord, to get your word out, dear God, to, that I may help someone, God, uh, get closer to you and and learn more of you, dear God, and possibly even someone, dear God, that can give their heart and life to you before it's eternally too late. God, I just thank you for this podcast. I thank you for using me. And God, I just praise you and glorify you for everything. For it's Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are in, uh, we're still in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5. This is where Moses says is going over everything that uh, has happened uh, since they left Egypt up to this point. And they are... At the point of going across uh, Jordan over into the promised land. So he is, the Lord has laid it up on him to take the time to to uh, go over everything and, and uh, uh, reintroduce the people to all the commandments and statutes and, and all of that, those things. Um, because if you remember all the original ones that came out of Egypt, they have all passed away, and this is the um, the new uh, the children of the ones that came out of Egypt. This is their children that he is talking to now. Uh, so he he is telling them, going over all the laws and the statutes and everything that the Lord has done for them up to this point. And in Deuteronomy chapter five, and starting in verse twenty three, and it said, and it came to pass. When ye heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, that ye came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and ye said, Behold, the Lord our God has showed us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God does talk with man, and he liveth. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, then we shall die. They, this is when, you know, when back over in Exodus, uh, yeah, Exodus chapter 19, uh, this is when uh, uh, the Lord came down upon the uh, mountain of uh, Horeb he told uh, Moses to get all the children of Israel together and bring them around close to the foot of the mountain, but not on the mountain. And uh, that he he wanted to talk to them. And when he when he ascended down on the top of the mountain, he ascended with uh, loud trumpets and uh, fire and thunderings and. Uh, clouds and a great smoke it was as as if the mountain was on fire and the mountain actually trembled and all the all the people of Israel were scared and started backing up and uh, in verse 16 of Exodus 19 it said it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount 
and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the neither part of the mount. And the Mount Sinai, or Mount Hareb, altogether is on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in a fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And then over in Exodus chapter 20, starting in verse 19, it says, And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that this fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. So that he, so Moses or God was talking to Moses and the children of Israel out of out of this cloud uh, and this uh, that was upon the mountain, and the children of Israel got very very afraid. But as we uh, read there in uh, Deuteronomy five and twenty three. They they got to talking about how that now they know for a fact that God is a very powerful God. He is very real. He is alive, and they that he is someone to be to be greatly feared. If you know if all the things that happened had happened to the children of Israel up to this point, if they do did not believe, they believe now. They know for a fact that that the God is real and that He is uh, He is alive and He is someone to be uh, feared. He is someone to be respected. And they they told him, said, "Now you talk to you talk to God and and you find out what God wants to tell us, and then you come and tell us because if God talks to us." were all liable to die. So they had a, a, a very healthy respect for God at this point in time. And so Moses went to, to God. He met him on the mountain. God talked to him. And then Moses came back to the children of Israel, and he, he spoke all the things that God had told them unto the children of Israel. It's in verse 28. And the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spake unto me, and the Lord said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. Oh, that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Um, Lord is telling Moses, he said, I've heard them and they, they spoke well. They, they understand. They know just exactly who I am now. They know just exactly what kind of power I have. They have spoken well. And then he goes on and he said, oh, that, that, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and they would keep my commandments and my statutes even when they go over into the land, I promised them if they would keep my, you know, the thing about it is, see, the Lord can say these things, 
because he knows the outcome and he knows what's going to happen once the children of Israel gets over on the other side. Are they are they going to completely and wholly follow the follow God all the days of their life? No. They they like us. They fail. They go astray. They chase after other gods. They uh, they do things that they're not supposed to do, and the things that they're supposed to do, they they don't want to do those. So yeah, there is a a problem after they get over there. But like everything else, God has made a route of escape for them. They got in trouble. They had to go into bondage sometimes. They they got defeated a lot of times. There's a lot of things happened to them, just like we do today. You know, when, when we get to the point to where that we are not following the Lord anymore and we're chasing after other things, things that we think that we need or we should have, and and we get to chasing after those instead of following the Lord, we get in trouble. And we get chastised. We get punished by different things it's it's not so much anymore as by uh, another group of people coming in and taking over uh, our countries and our, our towns and our uh, things like that but it could happen trust me it could happen they have tried it several times and the lord has just not allowed them to do it completely yet but it, it i'll tell you what it <laughs> It is getting to the point of where that you wonder just exactly who's in control of the United States at this point in time because of all the different things that are going on uh, in the world today. You wonder who's in control. Well, I'll tell you one person that is not that is in control, but he is not, uh, and that's God because he has he has a plan for everything, and that plan is being played out. Whether you believe it or not, God is in control of everything. He has, a, he has a plan. It is being worked out. And what we need to do is just trust in him and follow him and do his will. Now then, that doesn't mean for us to just sit around and wait and see what he's going to do next. We need to find out just exactly what our job in uh how how that we fit into God's plan and what it is that we should be doing to help uh, with this plan go along. You know, the one thing that we as children of God, the one thing that we seriously should be doing every day is we need to be praying and we need to be uh, studying God's word and we need to live a life in front of those that are out in sin that they will know that there's something different about us, something good different, not bad different. You know, a lot of, a lot of us children, a lot of us Christians have got just enough salvation to make us miserable, and we go around with this long face all the time, and we're uh, we're worse than than the the sinners are out there because we're complaining all the time, and and nothing suits. Nothing suits us, and we're always wanting something better because that we are not following God, and we we don't want to advance anymore. We think once we're saved and give our heart and life to God, that's all we have to do to make it to heaven. But that's not it. There is a job for us. Just like these children of Israel, when they come out of Egypt, and that, that would be like us, 
uh, giving our heart and life to God and, and coming out from among Satan and start living for the Lord, they had a job they had to do. They just didn't come out of Egypt and go out into the middle of the desert and sit down and wait uh, on the Lord to come and get them. They had, they had things that they had to do at um, several points in, during their journey. And the one big thing that they, they had to do, or one of the first big things that they had to do, is they had to build the tabernacle. And this took a lot of time. This took almost a year to build this tabernacle. But then after they got it built, then the next thing, the next big thing that uh, they needed to do was they needed to go in and they needed to possess the land of Canaan. So, see... They had to go in and they had to possess it. They had to physically take this land from the inhabitants that was in that land at that time. So the Lord just didn't uh, kill all these people out and Moses, and uh, they walked in and took over the land. They had to physically go in and take this land. They had battles that they had to fight and, and there they was things that they had to do. But the Lord told him, he said, I give you this land. I'm not going to run all these people out. It said, if I do, uh, before you get there, uh, the place is going to grow up. Wild animals are going to take over, and it's going to be, be useless, basically. But see, when they go in, and they possess the land, and they take it away from the inhabitants that are in there. They already have cities built. They already have vineyards uh, planted. They already have uh, uh, olive tree uh, orchards planted. Uh, Their homes are built, and they're furnished with everything they need. There are crops in the field for them to get their grain and all their food and everything. All they have to do is go in and possess it and take all this stuff. Same with us today, children of God. When we get to that point in our life that we're going into the land of Canaan, there are promises and there are blessings that God has in store for us, but we have to physically go in and possess those blessings and take those blessings and then use those blessings for the glory of God. We just uh, God's just not going to hand you everything on a silver platter and you just sit there and do nothing. It's, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to do something. Same as the children of Israel. They had, they had to put forth some effort. They had to go in and they had to possess the land. But after they did that, they, everything was there for them. The vineyards, the the uh, olive orchards, or whatever you want to call them, and uh, the gardens, and the wheat fields, and the grain fields, and the houses, and fully furnished, and wells dug that they didn't have to dig, all this stuff, it was already there and ready for them. So yeah, God has got promises and, and blessings that he has for us when we get to that point in our Christian living that we are in Canaan. But we're going to have we're going to have to work for it. It's not going to be handed to us. We're going to have to work for it. Verse thirty-two: Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God has commanded you. Ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left hand. Ye shall walk in all the ways which your Lord God has commanded you, that you may live 
and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Follow my laws, follow my statutes, do as I tell you to do, trust in me, have faith in me, and everything's going to be fine. I'm going to bless you, your your days are going to be long, he didn't say, I'll give you all my worldly blessings, all the worldly things and everything, but he said, I will bless you. Now, there's, there's you, you really need to get in and, and sit down and look and see just exactly what the blessings are. You know, and and the thing about it is, is the closer I get to, to going in and finding my place in the land of Canaan, the less the things of this world... Uh, attract me i don't i don't care about the things of this world as much anymore i've got my eyes set on the final prize uh and that's not in canaan that's after canaan that's when i i go in and i possess my uh inheritance in canaan and i'm living in that land in that uh in those blessings and everything that the lord has given me and then after that when I close my eyes in death, then that's the prize that I am. That's the one prize that I am have got my eyes on, and that's the one prize that I want to see through all the way to the very end. Because, you know, the Bible promises us that we're going to go to a place where we don't never have to worry. We don't have never have to want for anything. We, I mean, everything is going to be perfect. And when I say perfect, we do not really understand just exactly what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. Because uh, down here, most of the time, we're either cold or we're hot. There doesn't seem to be a real uh, in in the middle place to where that we're really comfortable because the time we get to that place in, uh, we've turned the, the heat up too far or the air conditioner down too too far so we get to that place for just a little while and then we're too cold or we're too hot so you know this is up there it's going to be perfect the temperature's going to be perfect the light's going to be perfect you're not going to have any more sicknesses you're not going to have any more sorrows nobody's going to die and i can go on and on and on about the things that that are going to be once we get through those pearly gates and get to our mansion in heaven. But now Canaan, is, is a, it's, a, it's a place in our Christian living that we get to. See, I'm not going to have to fight after I get into heaven. I'm not going to have to have any battles or anything after I get into heaven. But to get to that place, that Can- our Canaan land, our spiritual Canaan, to get to that place, I'm going to have to go into that place, and I'm going to have battles that I'm that I'm going to have to fight, and I'm going to have troubles, and I'm going to have trials, and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen to me in that land. The only difference is is I'm going to be closer to God in that land, and the Lord is going. To, I'm going to be stronger in the Lord, and I'm going to be closer to the Lord, and. It's the things that comes against me when I'm in that place where the Lord wants me to be. When things comes against me, it's not going to be as bad because I know that my Savior is on my side and he's fighting with me and he's walking with me. And what I'm going through at that time, 
He's going through it with me. So, you know, I don't have to worry about those things. And neither does the children of Israel because God promised this this land to them, this Canaan land. And they're, they're, it's a huge, huge place that the Lord has promised them. And all they have to do is they have to go in and they have to possess the land. They have, have to take it take it, physically take it from the inhabitants that are in there. In chapter 6, uh, Israel is exhorted to obey God. You know, you know, a lot of times we have to be reminded of everything that the Lord has uh, wants us to do. We have to re be reminded of the Ten Commandments. We have to be reminded about the, the laws and the statutes. That's why they're all written down in, in this uh, Word of God and so that we can read them and reread them and reread them. And, and uh, you know, the, the thing about it is, is every time we reread them, we find out something just a little bit different from where that we uh, once read about and studied about it. And he's got all these commandments, and uh, sometimes we forget all of them. So we have to go back and we have to read to to see if we forgot any, and if we are, if we have forgotten one, and we are are doing it, or or are very close to doing it, we can we can get ourselves back over in line as uh, to where that we need to be. But he telling, he said that uh, that you know these commandments, you need to teach them to your children and to your children's children. And when you go over to them and possess this land, you need to remember all these things, especially when you get over there into that country, because if you're not careful, you will, the, ne the next thing you know, you will be uh, getting along with these people that are over there and you will be accepting their customs and uh, you will soon be following their gods because why because it's easier to follow a god that you really don't have to do anything uh for you you have a meal and you go out and you do your sacrifice whatever uh, how often it is that's all you ever have to do you don't have you don't really have to live in any certain type or anything like that you and you just go out and have a good time the rest of the time don't worry about nothing and the Lord is telling him, he said, you, you need to be very careful. And, you know, that's, that's the one bad thing about being a Christian today is we, we are so easily sidetracked by different religions and different beliefs and, and something that seems just a little bit easier than, than really following after the Lord and doing, doing what the Lord wants us to do. This, this religion, it's real close to the same thing that, that we are teaching, but I just don't have to do just as much work and, uh, you know, and everybody gets along. And I can understand that to a point. But the point of it is, is you've got to look at the outcome. Look at what happens after you leave this world, after you close your eyes in death. you got to look at that. And, you know, are you really going to put your soul 
in the hands of a statue or in the hands of somebody that they believe in that is dead and gone and and can't do nothing for you uh he can't he can't heal a cold much less get up out of the ground you see my savior jesus christ he was hung on a cross and he died and on the third day he arose and he's now sitting at the right hand of the father making intercession for me so yes i have someone who is is alive just like the children of israel found out god is alive he is real and he he is moving in my life and he is he is working in my life every day even though sometimes i don't notice that he's working he's still working you know i I once one time i asked asked the lord i said lord or told the lord i said lord you know i would really like to see what goes on, the old saying is, behind the scenes. But, you know, because every one of us has angels that are assigned to us to, to protect us. And I would just like to see all the different pitfalls and stumbling blocks and roadblocks and everything that Satan has got set for me out there during the day that I don't know nothing about because... My, my Savior and his angels are clearing the way as I go, as I travel on, on this road, on my journey. And then I got to thinking about it, and I thought, mm, Lord, I don't know if I want to or not, because uh, if I probably knew everything that Satan had said out there for me, even in one day's time, it would probably scare me really bad. Because let me tell you, Satan... The one thing that he desires most is he desires for us to to quit worshiping God, to follow him, and and uh, you know just he and uh, one of the apostles I can't remember now which one it was I think it might have been Paul that uh, the Lord told uh, Jesus told him as Peter I think that uh, the devil wanted to sift him as as uh, wheat. And, you know, and let me tell you, that's not good. It's not good at all. But, you know, this is, this is what we have to look forward to do every day. Satan is, is, on, he is after you because you are a child of God. He wants to see you fail. He wants, you, he wants to see you living for him and following him because that means he's one another soul. But this one he's not getting. Because I, with everything in me, I am going to follow Jesus and I am going to make it through those pearly gates and I am going to have a mansion in heaven one of these days. That's my goal. Because I, I told the Lord a long time ago, I said, Lord, do not, when I pray it very often, Lord, do not let me forget when I, when I go through those pearly gates and I see you, the first thing I want to do is I want to kneel down and I want to kiss your feet. And then I want to hug you for a very long time and thank you for everything that you've done for me. I mean, if the Lord did nothing for me from this point in my life on, he would, he would, he has done. I would never be able to repay him. I would never be able to thank him 
for everything that he's done up to this point in my life, not counting what everything he's going to do from this point on. But he does it, and he loves doing it, and he loves to be thanked, and he loves to be acknowledged. A lot of us, we don't take the time to thank Jesus for what he does. Thank God for what he, for what he does. They do so much for us every second of every day. All, we, all he wants is a little glory, some worship, thank him for what he does, and follow him and do his will. That's what he wants. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whither you go to possess it that you mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded thee, thou, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that you may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thine soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command you this day shall be in thy hearts. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And if we do that, we have got no problem. Love God. And, you know, I mean, you got to love God with the love that he gives us, that unconditional love. Know that he's always there. Know that he's always uh, right there with us going through whatever we're going through, even when we don't feel like that there's anybody around and we're, our prayers don't go no higher than the top of our head, just know that he's there. And let's just know that he he's, he's wanting to help us, but sometimes he has to let us go through things just to strengthen us and just to uh, get us to get closer to him and to and to prove to us that we will hang on and that he is Lord and that we know that everything is going to be all right. See, sometimes he he proved he knows he knows our hearts. He knows exactly what it would take to make us fall. He knows if we're going to fall or not. See, that's one reason why. That when Satan and he and God was talking and he said, had you, have you considered my servant Job? God knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that anything that Satan done to Job, Job was going to still hang on. He was still going to possess, uh, he was still going to uh Say that God was uh, was Almighty. He was still going to follow Him. He was still going to hang on and and profess to be uh, the living God. And He would hang on, and He knew that. He had confidence. He had faith. He had trust in Job. 
And, you know, I would really, really like to think that he has that same trust in, in, in me. But, you know, <laughs> knowing me, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I could hang on like Job did. I would like to think I could. But let me tell you what, Job went through a, went through a lot. I mean, had everything, everything he had was taken away from him. And all he had left in the end was a was a wash tub full of ashes and some uh, pot shards that he was scraping the boils on his body with. That was all he had left. And you know what Job said? Blessed, said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I came into this world naked and, and, and I'm going to go out of this world naked. So, you know, his trust was in God no matter what. It didn't matter whether he had, uh, he was the richest man in the world or the poorest man in the world. He was going to trust in God. And that's where we need to be today, trusting in God no matter what. Love Him, love the Lord with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. Love him, trust him, follow him, do his will. That's all we have to do. <clears throat> and it, verse 10, And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all goods which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggedest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, then thou shalt have eaten and been and when when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You know that you know, that is one thing that I can say. You know, a lot of times we, we go through troubles and we go through trials because when everything's going along smooth and, and everything is going our way and the Lord is blessing us and everything, we have a tendency. Well, I'm, let me put this personal. I have a tendency to sort of slack up a little bit on, on my praying and on my talking to God and and on my Bible study and everything, I have I have a tendency to slack up on that because everything's going real good, and and you know every, when everything's going real good, we 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 sort of forget you know about speaking to the Lord and everything. So something has to come along then to to wake us up and so we can figure out just exactly where we at where we're at and get back to where we're supposed to be. You know that's that's one thing about about this world, you know, and especially the United States. There's there's a lot of things that has happened to the United States that could uh, have possibly not happened if we had just been where that we should be with the Lord at all times, during the good times and during the bad times. Yeah, it, it's easier to pray for the Lord when we're up on top of the mountain, but it's also easier to forget to do those things because everything's going along smooth. But when, when we're down in a valley and everything is coming against us and everything, we, we, we have a tendency to get back to the old past and start talking, uh, 
start talking to the Lord and reading his Bible and going to church and, and things like that. But, you know, the things that's happened to this world, you know, in in the, uh, the oh, shoot, the big war, uh, I can't even think now. But anyway, all the different things, the planes flying into the, the Twin Towers and, and uh, this COVID-19 thing that's going on. The Lord allows these things. He don't cause these things to come upon the earth, but he allows these things to come upon the earth to wake us up because if, you, <clears throat> if you'll notice, every time one of these big catastrophes happened, the first thing that people do is they grab their Bibles and they start praying and they start reading their Bibles and they start going to church and they start praying and asking God to to be with their loved ones and be with the ones that are fighting in the wars, to be with the ones that were killed, the families of the ones that were killed and all this stuff. We, we really start calling upon the Lord and we, we get back to the place to where that we should be been doing all the time. But because everything was going good, we we sort of forgot and we got real lax on on uh, the spiritual things in our life. So, yeah, I I I I feel in my heart, yeah, that the Lord allows these things just because of that, because that we have gotten away from Him, because that we. Uh, we don't profess him and we don't read his word and we don't talk to him like we we should and we're getting to the point of where that we're about to go completely astray and and not even follow him at all anymore so he has to wake us up as a nation he has to wake us up as a as a people and you know the same thing happens on an individual basis you know and when the, when he gets to the point to where the individual bases ain't working, he he it's an, it's a worldly thing or a nation thing of trying to wake us up. And you know, it is it's hard life. Yes, it is. There's things that's come against us, uh, a lot of things that have come against us. But you know, I'm sorry, children of God, it's our fault that these things have come against us. Because we get to those points of where we get lax on the Lord. We we uh, drift away from him and when everything's going real good and everything. So these, he has to allow these things to come up on us to get us back to where that we should be. And the children of Israel, they're going to go through the same thing. After they go in and they possess the land, uh, the land flowing with milk and honey, they go through the same thing. When they go in, they take everything, and, and everything's going good, and and the Lord is blessing them, and the Lord has laid down these statutes and these laws, and, and they get to the point to where that greed steps in and, and all this stuff. The Lord has to allow something to come against them to wake them up and to get them back to the point to where that they are worshiping him and they are keeping his statutes and his judgments and his commandments. And then everything's all right for a while, and then they start drifting off again, just like we do. You know, if you really sit down and study the children of Israel and study their, their trek uh, all the way over into the promised land, you're going to find it and look back over your life and everything that's happened in this world. 
they're identical. They're identical because everything that they do, we do, and everything that they don't do, we don't do, and we get in the same trouble. Sometimes as a as a nation, and sometimes as an individual, we get into think we get into things because that we have just grown lax on the Lord, and we're not following Him no more. We're not worshiping Him. We're looking, we're looking to ourselves. We're looking to what we have done, and we we are looking to the to the Almighty Dollar and and uh, all these different things that come between us and the Lord, we get to look into those and we forget about Him. So yeah, He has to allow things to come against us to wake us up, get us back on the right track, so that we are doing what we should have been doing all along. But we forget, we forget. In verse twelve. Then be aware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee, and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in Massa. Just what I've been talking about. Watch what we do. Remember where we came from. Remember where we're going to. And remember what can happen to us in between. There's a lot of things that can happen to us in between. But the thing about it is, is if we stick with the Lord and we follow him, he and uh, he is with us, he is also going through those things with us, and they don't seem half as bad as if we were going through them ourselves. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this life that we go through that we just, I mean, it just pushes us to the limit. But just just think about that last last real bad trouble or trial that you had that you went through. Just think about it, and then think about how it felt when you came out of it. When you came to your senses and you realized that the Lord was there to help you, and and you started calling on Him, and and He moved in on the scene. Just remember what it felt like when that happened, and you came out on the other side of that that trouble of that trial. How how liberating it was, and and how close you felt to the Lord, and how refreshed and revived you were. See, those, those things come against us sometimes to get us to those points. Sometimes those things come against us because we're not doing the will of the Lord, and it takes those things to wake us up. As I mentioned last time about Jonah, when the Lord told him to go to Nineveh, and he didn't want to go, he wanted to go the other way. The Lord, the Lord had to wake him up, and he had to cry out to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. And he still ended up having to go to Nineveh and do what he was supposed to do in the first place. Even though he he went 900 miles out of his way. I don't know if it's that far or not, but you know, you get uh, this figure of speech. 
See, the children of Israel, they were at the point where that all they had to do was go in and possess the land of milk and honey. And they decided they 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 didn't want to do it. They started complaining, and they, they let fear get a hold of them. And, and they, they took their eyes off of God, and they started looking at the natural things, and they didn't go in. So now then, they're going to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. So all the original ones that came out of Egypt are dead, and then after they have died, then their children get to go in and they get to possess this land that God gave to their mothers and fathers to begin with. See, we, we, we cheat ourselves out of a lot of blessings sometimes for the simple fact that we complain and we gripe and, and we think we know better about what's going on than the Lord does, and we, we, we actually get to the point where that we tell God that, no, it, it, it shouldn't be done that way. It should be done this way. When it when it, God has got it set out, He's got it planned out. He He knows exactly because He can see the end results, and He know He's got it all planned out. All we have to do is follow His instructions, and everything is going to work out. It's not. It may not work out the way that we want it to, but if you really sit down and think about it, it's going to work out better than what we had planned for it to work out. It will work out better than that because it took a, maybe a little bit longer and, and a, a totally different direction because God can see the end results and he knows the best way to do things. As long as we follow him and, and trust in him and do his, uh, keep his commandments and do his, uh, his statutes and, and uh, follow him, trust in him and have faith in him, we're going to come out on top. You know, we win. I've read the, I've already read the back of the book and we win, but we're going to have to endure to the end. We're going to have to stick with it. We're going to have to, to put on the whole armor of God and we're have to going to go out and fight some battles. And, and, uh, sometimes we're going to win and sometimes we're going to get pushed back, but don't, don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. Just keep on keeping on. Because there is a prize before us that is beyond our comprehension. We have no idea what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. But there is a place for us. And we will be welcomed with open arms. Jesus himself will welcome us home when we get there. I thank you all for listening. And I hope you all got something out of this. And I hope the Lord blesses you in a great and mighty way. Until the next time.